eyes. Don't blink. Don't even blink. Blink and you're dead. Hello, I'm Sharky, and this is the smartest guy I know. The fat man caught me trying to sneak around and sleep in his studio, and he said as me punishment, I got to record this opening for his stupid show. So welcome to the smartest guy I know, bunch of hairless monkeys. Anyway, I got to do the promo, so the smartest guy I know is brought to you by Anchor, anchor.fm. You know, it's a it's a website thing you go to to make um podcast thingy recordings, and you can edit them, and and you can publish them, and you can send them out for everybody to listen to. And I don't know, you might make some money one day if you actually know what you're doing, not like the fat man does. Anyway, it's also brought to you by this thing that Skinner keeps talking about, the Mountain Artist Democracy Entertainment Club, <laughs> democracy mob rule bunch of monkeys running around trying to act like they're artists you know but anyways supporting the arts of all kinds you know the writers and the painters and the singers even skinner the streamer and you know even a mime who does stuff without even be you know making a noise and he looks all creepy and weird in his black and white there so anyways mountain artist democracy thank you very much enjoy the show <laughs> Hello again, it's Sharty, and I'm back, and because Plug didn't bother to send anything this week, I'm going to do the Ancient Alien Update. Ha ha ha, isn't that crazy? These these harless monkeys believe that something come down from space and, and think that they did something on this earth, and they're aliens in their flying saucers. How stupid is that could be? And then they did a television show about it. Can you believe that people actually watch and believe a theory that man was actually put here by aliens. Now, how just stupid? It's a TV show. It's meant to make you, you know, entertained. It's supposed to be funny or informative or, you know, make your mind wander, but it's making your mind wander into a hole because it's stupid. Any dog will tell you what happened here. You know, the good Lord put us on here all these years ago, and he said, there you go. And you got to listen to the harless monkeys because that's man and he's made after us. So you got to listen to them. But I'm Sharty and I don't care. You know, anyways, the main guy on the show before he became this expert on the ancient alien theory was a was a bodybuilding promoter. It's where the harless monkeys like to lift weights and build up their muscles and do all this stuff. And oh, what, what, what's going on? Sharty, what are you doing in here? Get away from me, fat man. Get away from me. What are you doing? Get out. Get out. Get, get away. I'm doing your stupid show for you. You bit me. It's hurt. Get out of here. Oh, don't, 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 don't do that. I didn't do anything that much. You ain't got to. Oh, no. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do Please. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not doing it. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the new episode of The Smartest Guy I Know. not going to be a real long one tonight. i just got a few things I want to go over, and we're just going to have a little fun and kind of play it fast and loose with it tonight. 
you know, first of all, you know, this episode is going to, it's going to play, it's going to be called uh, Play Stupid Games, Win Stupid Prizes. So we're going to get into some of that here in a little bit. But I've got a few things I want to talk about, you know, and, and I'm going to jump right into it. And I'm just we're going to go and play it by ear. All right, here we go. First thing I want to talk about with all the, you know, the uh, coronavirus, COVID-19, the uh, social distancing and the quarantining and all that going on. We're uh, we're finding something out as a society and as a world. We are um, we're running out of entertainment. We are uh, running out of things to keep us occupied. People are now, you know, actually having to spend time with their families or play games or enjoy walks or you know ride a motorcycle or a bicycle or something like that if you can. Some places I heard that you can't. You're not allowed to get out even if you want to go ride a motorcycle. But anyways, here where I'm at. Thanks to the good state of West Virginia, you can still out and get a ride motorcycle if the weather permits or if you've got guts enough to go out in the cold. But we're running out of entertainment. So I'm going to say, you know, you got a thing like Tiger King on Netflix now being like the number one thing on Netflix. Now, I've watched it. and It's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't want to go into my whole theory about what's going on. But I always I, I do think that I should have a free Joe Exotic shirt I'd like to have. And uh, I just think it's funny, you know, so uh, and I think, you know, you know, there, there's some things about the show that's kind of interesting and and probably needs further investigation. But we're also running out of TV shows. Now, you're going to see TV networks and you're going to see streaming services and you're going to see all this come out cable and regular broadcast television. It's going to be coming out with shows that they've had in a can for a while that they, they've got they've bought these episodes but they never released them they've they've had you know pilots and a few episodes ran and they're going to run them as, as these short episodes of while the season runs out into the summer they're going to use them as filler because they haven't been able to film anything new i mean they haven't been able to be on location doing any filming films films in the theaters which i won't be at the theaters but they'll be released on streaming and they'll be released straight to digital will be out that you would have never heard of for years or at all if it wasn't for this, because you can't go out and film a movie, you can't get all these people around each other, you can't do all this stuff, you got to social distance. But in my, and I think it's hilarious because I've had a discussion with my brothers, for especially Plug, for years and years and years, that, that people in entertainment are paid way too much. We are in an entertainment and a, and a leisure society. We work to pay for and get streaming services and cable television and bigger TVs and things like that, that we are, we know we do, we find new and unusual ways to waste time. And when, of course, along with that wasting time, we spent less time with our family, less time with our friends, less time as one-on-one -on -one with humans in the same house we live in with them. I mean, how many kids, how many parents plant their kids in front of a TV or a video game as a babysitter while they do whatever they want to, in the house or, um, you know, online while they're, you know, Facebooking or, or anything with their friends, their kids are over there either, you know, on a, on social media or playing a video game or watching TV. A lot of parents set their kids down and all through the eighties, a lot of parents set their kids down in front of a television and said, here, this is your babysitter. Well, guess what? They're running out of things to watch and they're actually having to spend time with the kids. And I think it's wonderful. Now, another thing it just gets me, and this has always been my gripe, is, you know, we talk about the poor, and we talk about the underprivileged, and, we, and, 
And, you know, there is a lot of that. And, and I feel sympathy for that. I mean, I grew up very poor. My brothers and I, my mom, you know, mom did everything she could for us, but we were, we were, you know, pretty low on the food chain there when it came to having any kind of income. But mom did the best she could and raised four wonderful men. Well, three. Skinner, he's kind of out there sometimes. Anyways, we're all contributing to society and turned out to be pretty good dudes. Anyway, is sports. There's no sports. And I think it's great. Now, I'm not saying I don't like some sports. I watch Mountaineer football, and I was a big NASCAR fan years ago. And, you know, and I like baseball, but there's no sports. So that means these professional sports players getting millions of dollars and these teams spending billions of dollars on on teams and stadiums and all this stuff to go overseas and play, guess what? That money could probably be used to, uh, you know, help somebody less fortunate. Maybe it has brought somebody up from a, a poor place and they are doing well. But is there any person in the world worth the hundreds of millions of dollars that some of these players are making? I don't, I mean, you know, I'm not saying the worth of a man is anything like that, but come on. You know, the same person will get up there and say, well, we've got poor in this country and, you know, they, they need taken care of and, and, you know, well, fine, fine. You know, sign your paycheck over to, to a charity. You know, you're getting $25 million a year for five years for playing baseball or whatever you play or football. You know, it's hit ball with stick or chase ball and run down there or, you know, put ball in hole, whatever. Come on. You know, yes, NASCAR is driving in a circle, but there's a little more to it. But, you know, at least the old NASCAR was you didn't get paid till you earned it. Now, the guys on local racetracks, I, I worry for them because they're putting out their money to win a little bit of money, and they do it for fun and as a hobby, and they don't make any money unless they, unless they win place, you know, win or place or show or whatever they do it like that. You know, you got to get top three to do anything and do a feature. So those guys are a little different. It's these great big NASCAR and IndyCar and F1, all these guys, you know, that's an awful lot of money some of them guys make just drive a car. And you got truck drivers going up down the road here every day, putting millions of miles on something who, who are having to scrape pennies together to get their families fed. And even during all this, they're having to work and they're having to expose themselves and stuff. You know, who's more important in the world? The person who delivers your stuff to the store or the guy who represents that brand and wears it on a t-shirt that he's got on a commercial, you know, who's more important? The lady or the man or the person standing behind the counter checking out your groceries or your, uh, you know, you're at the pharmacy or you're at, you know, a home improvement center of some type getting the stuff that you need to fix something in your house. The auto parts store, the guy's getting so you can fix your car. Who's more important, that guy or the dude that's, you know, hawking a carburetor or a set of tires uh, just because his name's on something, he gets millions of dollars. Now, come on. Who should be getting... There's, there's a pay discrepancy there for the value of people. And, and this is, I think, and I hope, when they talk about essential personnel and non-essential personnel, that we've realized that essential means you have to have them. And those people get appreciated more. And they should get some more understanding and they should probably get a little more credit because the world wouldn't spin without them. But the non-essentials, and I'm not talking about people who are just off because their jobs had to shut down, I'm talking about entertainment and sports and TV producers and big wigs who just make money to make money. Are they essential? 
Now, I'm not talking about investors who own companies because without the rich owning the companies, there wouldn't be the working class working anything. You know, they could just pile up their money, pull it all out and say, we're shutting it all down. We got money. Okay. I don't ever have to do anything ever again. I don't have to pay, do a payroll tax or have an employee or, you know, expand jobs no matter where it's at, you know. But I also hope that this gets people to understand who the essentials are and what's important in life, you know. Uh, it, it just, it, it's to me, like I said, no sports for a while. Maybe we'll get somebody a little back to the, to what's important in life and, and what you, what you should be concerned about. Um, you know, I, I've, I've titled this play stupid games, win stupid prizes. You know, I, I've seen people out there, you know, you saw the kids on the news who went to uh, Cozumel or wherever it was, Cancun for spring break because they thought they couldn't get all this and they weren't worried about the coronavirus because they were like, well, it doesn't affect people our age. Well, then now they're showing there's like 65% infection rate from those people who went out. Okay, and maybe they're not getting that sick or they're not dying, but they're transmitters of this stuff and they're carriers, you know, and they could take it back to their parents or their grandparents or the guy who's, you know, at home working at a store that they go to, you know, where they go in to buy their beer and that when they get home, and the guy working behind the counter is making minimum wage or a little over, and they just transmitted whatever they brought back from Cancun to him, and he dies. So come on. You know, you're, you're, the stupid price has got to go to the, some of those people. It's also got to go to some people on the television who like to blow this thing out of proportion in one way and then try to convince you that it's not nothing in another. You know, you got both sides of that, and there's going to be politics, and there's going to be fingers pointing and all things like that, but come on. If this virus is capable of killing people, you should probably take it seriously. Is it going to kill the whole world? Probably not. But do you want to be part of the solution or do you want to be part of the problem? So social distancing and taking precautions and cleaning things and, and masking up and gloving up and, you know, I mean, don't lick doorknobs like I've seen the stupid challenge that was on Instagram or something like that. You know, I mean... <laughs> If you lick a doorknob because you think you can't get it, you need a stupid prize. You need more than the coronavirus. You need punched in the head. I mean, how, how dumb is that? It's as dumb as the kids eating Tide Pods. You know, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. You know, another thing I'm looking at, too, and this, is, this, this bothers me, and this is a little political but not too much, is I'm really worried that when these checks do start rolling in and people that are having to get unemployment which sucks because these people need to work they've got families they've got bills you know and a lot of people would be a lot happier to go to work and sit at home and look at four walls but i'm also worried that is this going to be an incentive if somebody's automatically approved for uh unemployment by these loose things that they've loosened up the rules and stuff because while you're laid off or while your job shut down is that going to encourage people not to work and draw unemployment and not want to work at all and want to live off a government dole. Are they going to want to, you know, well, you know, take the money and, and go, well, I don't have to work now. I'm making $600 more than what I was when I was working. That's going to run out people. That's, that's not going to happen. It's going to be a short term fix and it may be a long term problem, but what we need to do as a people is we need to get back to work. And when you get back to work, go back and do your job the best you can and get everything swinging like it was, because right before this happened, we were on the verge of one of the greatest economies we've had since the 50s. Since post-war America, we were hitting a stride of something great. 
Now, you can get into political you know, aspects of was this on purpose or was it an accident. It doesn't matter what it was. Once we come out of it, and we will, we've got to make this country back to working again. We've got to knuckle down. And maybe, maybe we'll have the understanding now that made in America is a little better because it might be here because we can't import stuff from places that may send us stuff that's got some other disease. But we also can't freak out and say we can't get nothing from anywhere because it's a global economy. We've got to get things from all over. But do we really want to outsource every job we've got right down to, you know, the medicine that we have to cure our diseases and treat things to, to another country? And not only another country, but another country who's not really the greatest old pal, old buddy of ours. You know, you're looking 65% of our medication today is made in China. Come on, people. That's just ridiculous. We've got old people who rely on this stuff. And what's the chance of some of that stuff not being contaminated? Or being contaminated, I mean. I mean, there's a slight chance of it. And they wouldn't, I'm not saying they'd do it on purpose, but it's still there. And I'm not promoting, you know, like conspiracy theories, but come on. I mean, it, people got to have some logic to you. Well, anyways, that's enough about going off on that. Another thing is I want to talk about, and like I said, it's not going to be a real long episode. I may just do a half hour, maybe a little less tonight. It's riding season. I'm a motorcycle rider. I uh, own Harley-Davidson. And as the weather is permitting around here, I hope to get out on my bike and ride. And when I do, and when I'm allowed out, and the businesses that are open that will feed me, you know, through either curb service or a walk-up window or, you know, a, a drive-through, ride-through window, I'm going to I'm going to patronize those businesses. But I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to spend all my money at some gigantic chain or at a, like a big box store unless I have to because they've shut down the other ones if they've deemed some business non-essential that sells the same thing that an essential business like one of the big box stores or these big multi-billion dollar companies have the have the, the, the clout to keep their doors open, I'm going to go with the small guy because those are the people in your community that need your money. They're the ones who who support your local charities. They're the ones who who really back up the baseball team. And, you know, you, you see the little leaguers with sponsored by a local grocery store, or sponsored by a local gas station or, you know, whatever, you know, a, a, a local auto shop or something like that is the one that's sponsoring kids who want to do like soapbox derbies or, or, you know, whatever they've got these days, you know, anything. So stay shop local. You know, you can go around and see the whole state and go wherever you want to. But hit the small business people up. There are the true roots of this country and the true, true roots of your community. So stay with them, stick with them, and support them. But ride. I mean, what hurt is it going to be when it gets out here and it's 80 degrees to you hop on a motorcycle? You know, you're going to stay far enough away from everybody that you're, you know, not going to get close enough to transmit anything. But go out and see the state. Go out and see the country. Go out and ride. Gas stations now are pretty much pay at the pump. You're wearing riding gloves. You ain't got to touch nothing. Keep you some hand sanitizer and maybe a little spray can of Lysol in your saddlebags and go out and enjoy it. There's no reason not to enjoy all the things that are out there on these roads. I mean, there's just beautiful scenery. I mean, there's going to be, if you like seeing waterfalls, I've got, I like to stop at different waterfalls and different views and things in the state because West Virginia's full of those. What's going to stop you from doing that? 
Now, they could close down the parks because they don't want, you know, 200 people all, you know, huddling around one parking lot. But there are places to ride where you can ride past these and you can see them as you go by. You can put a GoPro on your helmet and record your ride. If you've got a passenger with you, they can take pictures. Just enjoy it. I mean, that's what it's there for. We do not have to act like this is the end of the world. We don't have to say that, okay, I'm quarantined to my house. No, you're not. You're quarantined to be have to be away from people who aren't your close family. Now, if you've been 14 to 24 days without contact with anybody else but your family, you probably don't have it. Or if nobody in the family's got it, you're probably going to, you know, somebody's going to show signs even though you haven't been tested. So that's what that means is, okay, don't go around anyone else that may have it. Or if you're just a carrier, don't go out and give it to them. So keep your social distance. But go out and enjoy yourself once the weather breaks. And if you're in a place now where the weather's good, ride. For crying out loud, get on that bike and ride. Get out in a convertible and ride. Get out and walk. Take your dog for a walk. They're probably sick of looking at four walls too. You know, I mean, yeah, you take them out and let them use the bathroom. But how many times do you actually take them out and take them a walk around the block? Or, you know, you can keep your social distance that way. Get out and interact with your neighbor, you know. Holler at them from the road and say, hey, how you doing? Everybody doing okay? You need anything? If you do, I'll drop it off on the porch. You can come get it later. You know, come on. Be in touch with people again. You don't need all this entertainment, as it's sometimes quoted as being, to keep you occupied. You know, get back in touch with people. And you don't have to touch them. But get back to associating with people and, and, and socializing with people at a safe distance. This may bring us together as a people and let us realize that maybe we don't need to sit cheek by jowl in a movie theater or at a race or at a football game that we can go out and have our own fun. No, we can't pass the ball around because, you know, you're going to transmit something if they carry it and you carry it. But, you know, I mean, go out and, and just enjoy being around each other. Each of you have something to do and, you know, enjoy yourselves. But, you know, it don't have to be the end of the world. So ride a motorcycle. I'm going to when the weather permits and I can get off work because I'm seen as an essential worker. I do have to go out and repair the equipment that other companies use to move your stuff, pack your stuff, or trash your stuff. So that's what I do. Anyways, um, but get out and enjoy yourself. And I, and I hope and pray that everybody's doing well and can enjoy themselves Um uh, but, uh, you know, get out and enjoy the small bit, you know, enjoy the things that we have and support the small businesses, you know, get out and look at if somebody's got something that you want, stop by a place that's open and say, hey, can you sit that out and I'll pay you for it and I'll set the money here and we don't have to touch each other and we don't have to do this. Stores are putting six foot distance between people. Wear gloves. If you can find rubber gloves, they're pretty cheap. Most places, you know, have them. They're decently findable for now. And companies are are really trying to, to pump them out and catch up to get, get rubber gloves out to people. And they're not really expensive. So put a box of rubber gloves in your bike saddle bag. You want to go somewhere and look at something? You don't have to touch it. Take your gloves off in a safe way. And, of course, you know, you have to dispose of them safely. And then, uh, but enjoy yourself and see these see these local businesses and and, you know, hit up a mom and pop restaurant that might be serving stuff at the curb or bringing stuff out. Even though you can't eat inside, they may bring it out to your bike and sit there on the bike and enjoy a cheeseburger or, you know, a hot dog or something like that. These people are safe. They're going to make this stuff cleanly. They're going to wear gloves. Nothing's going to touch anything. Nobody's going to touch anything in your food. They couldn't do it anyways. 
that's part of the health department code anyways. you got to make this stuff safely. So, you know, hit those things. These, these big chain restaurants, they can probably hit it for a while, take a hit with not getting the, getting the money that, that these small mom and pops need. They've got to pay the rent, and they got to keep the light on, and they got to pay, you know, they're paying their mortgage at their house off their small business, and they've probably hawked everything they've got to keep these businesses going. You know, McDonald's not worried about you and your money. I mean, you know, you'll get them back eventually. You'll be able to run through a drive-thru and get a $2 cheeseburger, but stop somewhere and get a $6 cheeseburger. It's probably a better cheeseburger. It's probably real sloppy and juicy and tastes really good. So, you know, enjoy yourself. Have a good time. I hope everybody's doing well. And uh, I got to go dig a hole. So it's nasty and cold, and I got to go dig in the mud. So y'all have a good night, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.